This is Dreamwalker 1960. As a reminder, you can read the transcripts of all my podcasts at dreamwalker1960.com. You can use most podcast platforms if you wish to listen. All you need to do is do a search for Dreamwalker 1960. God impressed upon me through the Holy Spirit to write this podcast. For I am through debating people about the Word of God, the Bible. Case in point, on Facebook a woman placed on her opinion that there would be no pre-tribulation rapture. Now I must add, I understand where she's coming from. This is aimed at the multitude out there that call themselves quote-unquote Christian and are expecting to be taken away before the tribulation occurs. However, they live in and of the world. But I will address this later so I can get back on track. Within the thread that followed her post, there were those that insisted upon all of Christendom being removed before the tribulation. There was also those that denied any rapture at all. These two extremes are both incorrect. I provided what I have learned from studying the Bible, which is there will be multiple raptures, and I provided some Bible verses to back it up. This is getting to the core of why I am done debating people. For the lady that made the post challenged the verse I used as a witness for a pre-tribulation rapture, stating that this was solely for those that were already dead being risen. Here is that verse. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13-18 But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. She reprinted these verses, insisting this had only to do with those that had already died, but cap-locked the key statements about the dead, which I agree most of it does. However, what does the 17th verse say? Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. I gave all the verses because too many take things out of context, which has led many astray. 
as you can see even when this is done people will see only that which they wish to see which is saddening it is examples like this which is why I will no longer enter into debates why 1st Timothy 6 3 through 5 if anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to the wholesome words even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which accords with godliness he is proud knowing nothing but is obsessed with disputes and arguments over words from which come envy strife rivalry evil suspicions useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth who suppose that godliness is a means of gain from such withdraw yourself even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ for the example I started with today what has Jesus Christ said Matthew 24 36 to 42 but of the day and hour no one knows not even the angels of heaven but my father only but as the days of Noah were so also were the coming of the Son of Man be for as in the days before the flood they were eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage until that day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away so also will the coming of the Son of Man be then two men will be in the field one will be taken and the other left two women will be grinding at the mill one will be taken and the other left watch therefore for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming consequently Jesus foretold of a rapture any who say there will be no rapture just called Christ a liar and in so doing denied the Son of God and have sealed their own fates for themselves Matthew 10 33 but whosoever denies me before men him I will also deny before my father who is in heaven what else did Jesus say Luke 21 34 through 36 but take heed to yourselves lest your heart be weighed down with carousing drunkenness and cares of this life and that day come on you unexpectedly for it will come as a snare on those who dwell on the face of the whole earth watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass this clearly foretells of a pre-tribulation rapture it also lays out the conditions required to be counted worthy Christ also tells us who will be counted worthy Matthew 7 13 through 14 enter by the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction and there are many who go in by it because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and there are few who find it what this means is that the pre-tribulation rapture will be small no more than a few million people 
out of the billions which now profess to being called, quote-unquote, Christian. This is the truth within the Bible. It is the Word of God, and not up for debate or speculation, nor argument which goes against the words spoken by Christ himself. This is why it is a waste of time to debate. All we need do is give the truth through the word of God itself. Why? 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. When people choose to debate the Bible, they debate the Word of God. And who is the Word of God? 1 John 1-5 through In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness could not comprehend it. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. This sentence speaks volumes. When it comes to those that choose to debate and argue against the Bible, we see that their priorities are not on that which they believe, but where their hearts are focused upon. Matthew 6, 19-24 Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. Many believe they are right with the Lord God through Jesus Christ. Yet they live in darkness because their heart is not focused upon what will give glory to God, but upon what looks nice in their dining room. Or that new bedspread in the guest bedroom that by chance may be used once in a decade or who are the opening players in some sporting event in the coming week. Therefore, they are confounded when it comes to understanding the Bible, for they are not listening to the Holy Ghost, but to the world about them. For their hearts are focused here in this temporal realm, 
when it should be focused upon the holy realm they desire to enter into. They live in darkness and so are perplexed by what is written within the Bible because they do not study it for themselves, but take the word of others whom they believe is better and closer to God than they are. They delegate their responsibility to God to these others imperfect humans in place of he who died upon the cross for them. This is why I will no longer debate with others. For they have surrendered their salvation for their own wants and desires of this temporal existence. But what is worse, many don't even realize that they have. This is one reason I hear so many now denying that which Jesus himself described and foretold. Or say it must be this certain way and no other way can be right. Now I know I am in no way perfect. However, when I read the Bible, I do not see one rapture, but many. The one promise to those that are faithful and true, the pre-tribulation rapture. The one that occurs when the Holy Spirit is removed from the face of the earth, the mid-tribulation rapture. Then once they are gone, the Antichrist will be fully revealed. Why? Because it is made clear that it is the Holy Ghost presence that is holding back the revealing of the Antichrist. So any who serve as a temple of the Holy Spirit must be removed as well. Then there is the description of a rapture in the book of Daniel, but it takes place just before Jesus Christ returns, the pre-wrath rapture. This is in the 12th chapter of this book, which was written in Hebrew, a clear sign that it was meant for the Jewish people to learn and listen to. These are three different descriptions. How can they be speaking of the same event? Simply, they can't. Since all scripture is inspired by God, as was mentioned earlier, why do so many argue and debate this? Because they are living in darkness and so are confounded to what is the truth. That is an issue that they themselves must address with God for their own sakes. My job is to teach and evangelize. It is their job to verify what has been taught by turning to the scriptures. Then if it stands in agreement with the word, then they are to seek to correct what is wrong in their lives as I seek to correct what is wrong in mine. I will not debate for one other reason. And that reason is the most concerning. For time is running out, and Jesus will come at any moment as a thief in the night. It could be right now, tomorrow, next week, or even next year. It may even be a few years from now, for none will know the time of his return. So we must be ready. How can we be ready if we debate and argue over words within the Bible? All that shows is that those that do this live in sin and in many ways do not truly seek the eternal life to come, but the momentary rewards that are found in this fleeting reality that will not be remembered ever again. God bless. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. 
Dreamy dreams chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light, but it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. But Jesus is the only name to remember. Jesus.